Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. America, this is the SEN MLB podcast. And welcome to SEN Baseball. Welcome back to the show. We've been away for a little break, had a little hiatus. Joining me on the buttons from the SEN America team, Xavier Play. Xavier, welcome. Thank you very much, Fredo. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, going good. And former Anaheim Angel, Brendan Wilson. Willow, welcome. Morning. How are you, mate? Oh, good. Fantastic. You are. You're looking sharp. Yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> yep. Um, guys, we're, we're going to go straight into MLB. Been off for a couple of weeks. That's due to X, of course, being now the speechwriter for One Nation. He's been away doing his work. So we've had a little break for a couple of months, but now we are back and we're going to finish off the season. And pretty much it's a little bit of, um, what's the name of that movie, Groundhog Day. Not much has changed, really. With Status quo. The Chicago Cubs still leading the way in the division. And didn't they, 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 I see they clinched a spot too. Was that back in May? They clinched back in May <laughs> or something like that? It feels like that, doesn't it? They've been uh, outstanding, clinching very early and now just playing that extended September call-up roster and really starting to prepare themselves for the playoffs. Does Joe Madden do that? As soon as you clinch, does he then start, um, say, lining his pitching up? Try, number one, trying to find the best offensive lineup he can put together but then on the flip side lining his pitching up and that means limiting the work or extending the work whatever it may take but setting his pitching up leading into division series you think you you'll see that they'll actually play the, the starters will still play in their normal routine they don't want to not play so but what they're going to have to find is they'll probably rest they might only play five innings they might get pinch hit four regardless of the score now yeah and um, they still want to clinch the the number one spot so they get the home final so that hasn't quite happened yet it's one or two wins away. Yeah. Um, but they'll just continue continue on as they've been going. They'll use their bullpen a lot more because it's expanded uh, and rest those guys. And they'll set it up, but they're probably still, probably next week, that last week is when they'll really start to tweak it so that they get on that, once they know they've, they've got the dates of the first game. Yeah. Now, so they'll start to plan that way. But those have, starters have they got a four, want to five, be there. four or five-man rotation? What do, do you know? They're still running with five. Still running yep. with five. So that would give them, they'd be looking at five days rest in between each. And they've got to work out who's their number one. They're still trying to decide. Well, they've got three number ones right now because their number three is their number one currently based on stats. So <laughs> <laughs> their number one's their number three yeah, and their number ridiculous. three's their number one. So they're obviously going beautifully. Yeah. Boston, so we'll, get, we'll, we'll go through the standings first and we'll get a, a little take on each one as we sort of roll. But um, where are we? Let me just look here. 89 and 64, Boston. They snuck ahead. There you go. They Good really job. did. They, uh, they were... The Yankees got hot with the, the young kids coming up. They had Gary Sanchez, obviously. Sanchez, unbelievable. 19 home runs in 45, 45 games, games, fastest yeah. ever, or most ever. Yeah. In that short amount of time, they had Aaron Judge come up, who's now injured. They had a few guys come up and after they uh, after A-Rod stepped aside. Yeah. And they, the Yankees were just going beautifully. They were like, yep, we can do this. We can actually come beh- from behind and get a, a wild card spot. And they ran into the hottest team in baseball at the time, the Boston Red Sox. 
and lost four in a row, and then Boston have snuck ahead. I've got to say, this Red Sox team have kind of come from nowhere. The big worry all season has been, is there enough pitching to go deep? And, and suddenly everything's come good at the right time. They've won eight in a row, eight of their last ten, and find themselves five and a half games ahead in the AL East and with a magic number of five. I did say at the start it's a bit of Groundhog Day. When I left, Ortiz was one of the best players going around and talked about whether he should... They should try and talk him round into staying. He's now having a career year, just about. The oldest man to hit, he's hit, what, 36 home runs now? Yep. Um, the oldest to be doing that. Just seems to hit one every every other day on on career form. Should they try and talk him into it or somebody else look at him? This discussion's happened a lot, and he actually came out during the week and says, yes, I'd love to play on, but... The amount of work I have to do on my body each day to get ready is not worth it. Oh, bumpkin. He Absolute is, bumpkin. He is a bubble wrap ice machine after every game. For Feet. what? He can't walk. He has to prepare him and Albert Pujols is very similar. They cannot walk after a game of baseball because P- their bodies Pujols are just... Pujols hit his 31st. Yeah, he's driven in 116 now. Going absolutely amazing. And he's amazing. still got uh, six, five or six years on that long contract with the Angels. But they're both in the position where they are wrapped in ice after every game just to get ready for so the I next doubt, day. I doubt that. I, I, he should spend time in, in rehabbing rather than that. They're signing autographs. No, absolutely not. Enjoy the last year. He will not play next year because he can't. His body just cannot handle it. Having an amazing year anyway is Ortiz. Um, yeah, you mentioned there Boston. They're five games over uh, Toronto. Baltimore another three back. Uh, Yankees are down there. They're nine and a half games back into the National League Central. Cleveland uh, leading the way there. They're seven games ahead of the Tigers. Kansas City, uh, 12 and a half games back. Pete Moylan, we've been keeping an eye on Pete. How's Pete been going? He's he's going all right. Obviously, Kansas City are having a much tougher year than they would have liked, as you said, 12 and a half games back, five and a half games back from the wild card. Three and seven in their last 10. They're unlikely to see any action this year. Absolutely everything would need to go right for them to fall into that last wild card spot. And uh, great news, of course, while we were on hiatus is the Minnesota Twins holding up the rear of this competition, but great news for James Beresford getting called up to the major leagues. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure we might have some audio here of uh, of James up in the big leagues. Trying to get his first big league hit. Perez sitting inside, and that'll work. There's his first big league hit. Takes a big turn and a great moment for James Beresford and his family. James Beresford. Beresford. They got it They got it right, kind of. Not really. Did you see his mum and dad did fly over? Surprised him. Surprised him, yeah. Great they, story. I mean, Imagine the w- feeling when you, to see your son do that, but also for James himself. He got there. Like, it's been talked about about yeah. he was just ne- he may never get there. Yeah. And he actually did. And now he's got his first hit. He's got three hits. Three more than you and I. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got he a lot deserved, more than you and I. He deserved to be there after 10 years in the minors. He'd yeah. really done everything right. Um, and obviously there's the question around power and so forth and where he fits, but he's played first base, third base. He's got his couple of hits. He's made some great defensive plays. Uh, first play, his first big league play was a diving stop down the uh, left, uh, the third base line, sorry. Yeah. Um, so just fantastic for him to be up there. Um, a reward. I know, like, they, um, Paul Molitor loves him. Uh, the, yep. so you wonder if, based on what they've seen, because he can play everywhere, if now he will get the chance to stay there as an everyday but- Utility player. You know you know it as well as I will. It all comes down to hitting. If the big league level, if if you hit, you'll stay there. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't hit, you'll you'll sort of be done. So it's they've given him a shot, which is fantastic. I did see the video of of when they surprised him. Uh, with the parents who flew 25 hours to get over there. And it was interesting, when he walked into the room, his parents were over there. He turned to the guy who sort of duped him into coming into this particular room and he said something like, I thought it was strange you were trying to get me to go to the spa. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's turned around and there's his parents are. His parents are standing there. So, you know, um, tremendous accolade. For James, 1,070 minor league games, 10 years. Uh, you know, really really did all the work to get there and, and, and just reward by um, getting into the major leagues with the Minnesota Twins. <coughs> 34 and a half games behind, but anyway. Yeah. We, won't <laughs> talk about, we won't talk about their year. We'll talk about the highlight that James, just, James just, got up. <laughs> Beresford's there. One, one thing on that before we move on yeah, is sure. you rarely see a call-up where every guy on the roster is so happy for the guy yeah. making his debut. Yeah. And that was something that stood out for me was every guy on the Twins roster couldn't have been happier that he was up there. Yeah, it was unbelievable to see that camaraderie, I guess you would call it. Yeah. They, they all know he's been battling away, battling away. They see him every spring and people keep leapfrogging him every yeah. week, every year. And uh, and then to see that team really get around him, I mean, that just goes to show that it's, it is sometimes, there is a... a, a uh, a human element to it. Yeah, um, it's, absolutely. There's not just a business all the time. These guys do 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 everything they can um, to be the best they can and go as far as they can. And they uh, they have long-standing friendships and just they're like a brotherhood almost. Because to see and that's just proof in the pudding that that just right there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. When it comes down to when you look at the numbers, the amount of people that do actually make it to the major league level, it is a, a good term. Is the brotherhood that's, that you're yeah. talking about. Um, that getting to that level, you know, so there there is just reward and um and James Beresford, congrats on that. Uh, to the to the West now, Texas leading the way there over Houston. They're nine nine games clear. And, uh, just do some math there, hundred fifty three. So we're down to less than ten games. So Texas are a chance to maybe clinch t- today, possibly. Yeah, I would absolutely. think. Yep, a, a Texas win or a Houston and Seattle loss today would clinch that division for Texas. With, uh, yeah, Texas leading, Houston in second place, nine games back, Seattle nine and a half back, LA Angels about an ordinary year, they're 23 games behind, and Oakland A's are 23 and a half. Question without notice on Liam Hendricks, where has he sat this season? Still going well after a horrible start to the year. Uh, he's got his ERA back down around the three and a half mark. He's, um, I think his last five outings have been scoreless, so, yep. so I think it was... Five outings for 5.2 innings and been scoreless. So um, after a horrible start, uh, obviously the new club going to Oakland at the start of the year yeah. in that trade, uh, fantastic for him to get back doing what he did yet last year. Um, deservedly so. Uh, full-time big league reliever now and will be there for many years to come. Seems to be set in stone there, doesn't it? I want to go back to doing what he did last year first. I was on another show about this time last year at SCN. And hang, on, I, hang on, hang and, on. And you moonlight somewhere else. Man of many talents. What are you? But, oh, but I'm, I, made, I made the How call, and, and those who know me know I love a good long-term prediction. Yep. I made the call about this time last year that he would be an all-star this year. Yep. Didn't get that one right. Was so far from it, it's not funny. Happy yep. to own that. Yep. But it's great to see that he's back in the form, as Willow said, that he was in this time last year. I think that that gives him job security for next year. Oh, yeah. See, that I agree with. In the break that we've had, I did read a story, and it was uh, basically about that he was their number one guy out of the pen. In this second half of the year, he's really um, worked on, on his game, and 
and uh, been able to to um, sort of cement a spot as, as the he number became, one reliever. He became a stopper. So yeah. he wasn't, he's not a closer. He's not going to come in and get 35 saves. He doesn't have that mentality. But yeah. he's, the next, well, he's the most important guy because the closers throw on the ninth. Liam's coming in in the sixth or the fifth with runners on and getting out of a jam and keeping his ball club in a game. And that's the most important role out of the bullpen. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to touch on in this division is Houston had a terrible start to the season. Yep. They find themselves now nine games back with nine to play. Yep. Nothing but that poor start to blame. When you look at it, how badly they started the season has cost them here. They may even miss out on the wild card because of it. Yep. The Mariners, on the other hand, who had been pretty consistent all season, have had a horrible last 10 to 15. Yep. I do keep a close eye on the Mariners. I attended my first major league game in Seattle. Right. And they've just been awful the last 15 games. So, similar to the Astros, one bad patch is looking like it's going to ruin their whole season. Yeah, okay. And I think the funny thing about that is that Texas, as good as they've been, they've really come from nowhere. They don't have anything, anyone. Like uh, Rogden O'Dor, the guy that likes throwing punches, thinks he's Muhammad Ali, has been, has had 11 walk-off hits or something like that. Just incredible. Wow. Like wow. his home runs, doubles, just clutch hitting, extra innings. It's been amazing to see what that Texas team has done because they don't really have big names. They go under the radar a little bit. The West hasn't been great because the Angels have been horrible and they're a big money club. Yeah. Uh, it, Really, they are the dark horse for the playoffs. There is the two, though. Pujols and Trout, they've been great for the Angels. Oh, they've been fantastic. The rest of the team <laughs> the rest is of horrible. The rest of the team has... Trout will probably not... He won't be the MVP, but he has MVP numbers again. Unbelievable, isn't it? And this is five team. straight seasons of, of relatively MVP numbers. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, he's won it twice. Yep. Yeah, amazing what uh, that talented guy can do. Um, moving to the east, the Washington... Washington Nationals leading the way there. They're eight and a half games clear of the New York Mets. And doing it all without a good Bryce Harper because he's been He's horrible. been uh, hurt, yeah, reportedly some sort of shoulder injury, injury or something. Yeah. Just not having just not having a good year. Call it, what do they call it? The uh, After you win, then you come... The sophomore slump. The sophomore slump. We'll go with that. That'll Hang, do. Unbelievable. I'll, I'll call it the Wilson. The yeah, hangover. Well, the hangover. Well, the hangover. <laughs> looking, but, at, uh, looking at his numbers from last... He's still got a lot. He's got enough RBIs, enough home runs, but the average, he hasn't been on base. He's not, leading the slug. Uh, he's he on was, base percentage at 460, leading la- slugging at 649. No, no, that was, that was last year. And this year, he's 374 and 439, respectively, he's in those well categories. So that decline this year... I should, I, should read, I should read the notes you give me. Probably. <laughs> and also, his batting average has dropped from 330 to 240. So, for a player of his caliber, I struggle to believe that that's just a bad season. Because when he is on, he is one of the best players in the league. Look, it might just be a bad year. Everyone has bad years. The, the, you've got to stop right there, though. You've got to, just got to stop there. That's sort of it, It's hard to keep wreck that's why I yeah. emphasize Mike Trout what he's done in 5 years is mind blowing absolutely to put up mvp numbers 5 years straight i mean bonds went out and won 7 there was a checkered yep. era in the yep. middle on, there. On, on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> little asterisks. There was a little checkered era in the middle of all of that, and Trout seems to be doing it clear, but I think Harper's got hair problems, yeah. and that's what's causing his, his down. And yeah. the other thing that the Nationals are going to struggle with going into the postseason is no Steven Strasburg. I don't yeah. know what it is with the Nationals and managing their pitching. From the day Steven Strasburg was drafted, I certainly thought, great, this guy's the absolute real deal. I was lucky enough to be in America when he was throwing in his last College World Series, so I saw him just as he'd turned pro. Yeah. He looked like that was going to be it. He was going to be an absolute number one, great, the guy you could look to in the playoffs. Everything's going to work out. Yet 
the way they've managed him throughout his career is just baffling. Uh, well, uh, going back to that, the playoffs last year, was it that they... Because he'd come off Tommy John, they put a pitch, an innings, innings number on him. On his year, and he was done by August. Yeah, and he was done by August, and then there was the big debate leading into the playoffs. Oh, my God, we're going into the playoffs without our number one because he's reached that pitch limit. You're right, there probably is an issue with regards to how they do manage their pitching. Maybe they sit him down for the first month of the year and just get him to play long toss so that he can fit his 200 innings. In well, that's it. He was 10-0, and, and now he's... Yeah. Injured and he's still he's still got great numbers. You can't absolutely we can't question the numbers. But now he's injured and they're gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna pitch in the postseason again. Yeah. Um, but look, they've got they've got Max Scherzer and they they'll be okay. But yeah, sure. uh, they're they're really gonna miss him because he is just an absolute stopper. He comes in and just seven innings, fifteen strikeouts, no runs without even yeah. battering an eyelid. He's yeah. unbelievable when he's on. Uh, moving to the central, of course, we mentioned the Cubs leading the way there. Just been status quo all the way along this season. Really uh, handled their bat to crack the 100-win mark, which is a real plateau in the season there. 18 games clear of the St. Louis Cardinals. Pittsburgh Pirates, 21 and a half, no hope at all. Even, um, as I say, they've clinched in that position there. Cincinnati holding up that uh, particular division. And in the west, the Dodgers leading the way there. Six games clear of the San Francisco Giants. Rockies are 14 games back, so they've got no hope. The only team there with a chance is San Francisco, and all of these teams will will clinch their spots as they go right now. The wild cards, as they are right now, Toronto and Detroit are in wild card positions. And in but there's the, four teams within a game. It's, yeah, it, it, six possible six-way tie. Thanks, X. That, that, <laughs> unbelievable that we could have a six-game play, potentially a six-team tie, and yeah. have to have some playoff games before we get to the one-card, one-game wild-card games. Before you get, to, get to that, there. yeah, it's the, well, the precursor. Unbelievable. Yeah. One solution I, or one potential solution I read this morning was sort those six teams by their combined records against each other. The top four of those teams, <laughs> one versus four, two versus three, the two winner, the two winners of those games would play in the wild card game to get into the division series. Very complicated. The playoffs well, I was going to say, what's his, what's, what's his name, Nash? <laughs> Russell, Russell Clove plays Nash. Then that, you need him to come in and sort this out. But that way, to me, go out and play a non-innings game, sort it out. Whoever wins, wins, and who doesn't, Speaking doesn't. of sorting things out, great to see Madison Bumgarner and, and Yaziel Puig having another Barney. Really carrying through for a few years now. The, uh, Puy got sent there. Like he's been good since he came back. You know, like the Dodgers clearly do believe in him. They tried to trade him, but they bought him. Tried back. to trade been, him. Yeah, he's been a big part of why they've been successful and going to secure their playoff spot. But uh, he's never short of a bit of fanfare with uh, him. Good to see. I just as big as Puig is, I think farm boy Bumgarner would have absolutely whooped him one. Chewed him up. Oh my goodness, he's a big man. Use him like a can of dip. That's, it. That's what he'd end up doing. Uh, other sort of news that popped around, we've, we've got a little take on Moylan, we've got a little take on Beresford cracking the bigs, we've got a little take on Hendricks. Warwick Southpold, what's he gone... What's he doing in a bar fight with with all people um, from South Africa? Uh, Gift and Gwepe. And Gwepe from uh, the shortstop from South Africa at the World Baseball Classic in Sydney. And I'm away and I see a mugshot of Warwick Southpold on social media that is involved in a bar fight. 
I read several different reports. I don't know how involved he was because I wasn't there. Some of them just... If he's been arrested, he's involved. Absolutely. But a mugshot, he's involved. Absolutely, but some of the reports I read just made it seem like he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time and absolutely lit up a bloke's face for having a go at someone else and there was a female involved, but he actually just walked out of where he was, the establishment, walked out, it was on, and he just decked the bloke and cleaned up, basically stopped the, the mess. But he's up, course, fellas. He's up. Whack. whack he's up. But, he's uh, up. But obviously regrets it and got in trouble for it. And, yeah. But uh, wrong place at the wrong time, really. He he didn't incite anything. Yeah. He just was, he walked out basically to protect, he was protecting someone else. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, being a uh, a major league player, it's going to draw attention. And, Absolutely. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But uh, look, it's not going to, let's be honest, major league baseball will obviously, and the, the Detroit Tigers don't like that. Warwick won't like that. But tomorrow, no one cares. Yeah, absolutely. It's literally, those things just blow over because it was just a, an incident where he did. He actually didn't do anything wrong as such because all he did was protect someone else. Yeah, and, and as you say, it's uh, really just wrong place, wrong time, little push and shove, nothing really in it. And he's a big leaguer. And, the, you know, David Ortiz hits a home run the next day. It's off the front page of the newspaper. Exactly right. and, and, and nobody gives a hoot. But we've got to go to a short break. X is winding me up here. So uh, stick with us. You're on SEN Baseball. Baseball is the largest spectator sport in the world. In 2015 alone, over 73 million people attended professional games in the United States. With 65 million people playing in over 100 countries around the world. Baseball is the world's second largest participation sport. Baseball is truly a game that everyone can enjoy. It's free to try and cheap to play, but most importantly, it's fun for all. From T-ball and Little League to seniors and masters, for the young and the young at heart, Baseball is the perfect game for boys and girls and mums and dads too. With over 105 local clubs in Victoria, get started by going to www.baseballvictoria.com.au to see how you can get involved today. And welcome back to SEN Baseball. Uh, One great thing that did happen while I have been away, sorry, while X has been away and caused pause this show for a while. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, X. Yeah, yeah, no worries. (laughs) I've got to blame somebody. But Travis Blackley, Australia's own, terrific story winning the championship over there for a Pericos aficionado, the um, Pericos Parrots. The Parrots. Over there in Mexico, uh, won MVP of the championship series. Had a terrific year over there. I mean, his numbers weren't crazy good, but this guy really stood up for Pericos. He went 8-8 eight eight during the regular season, a 3.92, had 19 starts. It is a hitter's league. There is that many big leaguers playing in that Mexican league. It's unbelievable. I don't, I don't know a lot about Mexican baseball, um, but uh, it's you as know, good I as Triple A. They rate it. They rate it the same as Triple A. Major league, minor league baseball actually have it ranked the same as Triple A. Yeah, it's, right. It's it's huge. It's a feeder for the big league clubs. Absolutely. Oh, there's a number of Mexican players have sort of gone on and played um, played big league baseball. Adrian Gonzalez is one of note mm-hmm. just at the moment. I think he's, he moved on from the Dodgers. Didn't he? he's with the Padres now? Correct. Uh, Gonzalez, but. Back on Trav, of course, he went 2-0 and in the championship series and uh, really threw the ball well. I did see some brief highlights mm. with regards to him and front and centre in that team and really looked to be the ace in the lineup. Absolutely. Taking out the MVP in the championship series, you cannot do anything more for your team than that, can you? Two wins out of the uh, the seven, or they played six, sorry. I don't think he lost the playoff game. I think yeah. he had five, five starts. It was a very long playoff process they yeah. had. It um, it stemmed a lot longer than you would have thought. But uh, I'm pretty sure it had five starts. Didn't have a, didn't have 
a loss uh, in the playoffs and to be the MVP and then come home and uh, he's having a baby or his partner's having a baby very just, soon. Just so about to mention that. Jenna Michelle. Yeah, yes. Jenna, Jenna Michelle. So congrats and good luck with all of that. But yeah, a great year. And look, poses the question, can he get back to the big leagues? Well, yeah, go on. Go on, X. Uh, potentially. I'm honestly not sure because I'm really not sure if he can keep this form up. Like you say, he's had a great year in Mexico. It's a very high standard of ball. Whether he can continue that output, I'm not sure. It, to me, it's, uh, it's a strange one in that they should have signed him this year. He should have been in the big leagues this year. You, you throw a lefty in any of these lineups, uh, a lefty who can get guys out, a specialist lefty for lefty hitters, you know. Um, I, I think he's absolutely got stuff to pitch at the big league level. It's just whether anybody gives him a shot or not. Right now, nobody seems interested. That surprises exactly right. me. Yeah, like he's had a few cracks, and it's it's kind of like now, well, everyone's like, well, yeah, you're. He's very good. He's proven himself at yeah. that AAA level. Yeah. Um, he's, he's had some great success in the big league level as well, but it's like they've basically turned around and said, well, you're good there, but you're not good enough to keep to make that next step, which I think on the back of this year, he's proven them wrong, and he's back to being good enough to pitch at the major league level, but who's going to give him a shot? I don't know. Like, he's got... He's close with... The, he was with the Marlins. He's close with the Giants. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of ties still to Seattle. There's plenty of options and he's got plenty of good relationships where he could get the chance, but yeah. you just, I don't know, it's one of those things, he's 34 now, I think. He's yep. four years, three years older than me, so he's 34. Yep. Um, and pitching great, I mean, we talk about the baseballer's career, that's your best years are in your 30s, so yeah, he's in absolutely. his prime. So yeah. just I, hopefully he does. Um, he's going to have a, a break, he's going to have a new baby, hopefully he's fresh and he can he can take that form he had this year and into a spring training somewhere. Do either of you see parallels between him and Beresford? Beresford, we've seen, we talked about earlier in the show, over a thousand minor league games, just grinding, grinding, grinding to get that opportunity. Trav's doing the same thing, but he's doing it to get that consistent opportunity. I think, or I personally see a lot of parallels between the two players. Just wondering if either of you guys see that as well. Trav's, Trav's, proven himself and then gone up and down and, and had to do the battle of what is a fringe major league player. Yeah, James was just an absolute grinder and just kept working as hard as he could until he got there. And now he's there. He's got to work even harder to try and stay there. So, yeah, look, they have that. they've both proven that if you stick around and you stick to it, you can, but it's a very slim chance that that actually happens. You know, there's a million people that have tried to do the same thing and failed, and they are the positive one story in a million. The- yeah, go on. No, you go. Oh, okay. The um, just coming off, of course, the the MVP and championship series there in Mexico comes on the back of the Australian Baseball League. He won a championship there with the Brisbane Bandits. Championship seems to follow him. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a winning guy and and likes to carry teams with. Him. Does the ABL go out of their way and get him back here to play? You have to. The ABL at the moment is all about getting marquee signings. We've seen now Baseball Australia have taken full ownership of the league. They are, as they always have been, responsible for the growth of the game in this country. That's not going to happen if we do not have the top-level talent playing in our National League. Uh, yeah. Go and get them, but it's, it's, a, it's a big task to do. You, do, I, you mentioned he's about to have a baby, yeah, like, and you he's, know, already he's a resident said, of the States now. Yeah, he's, he's already said he's not going to come home because he's having a baby. Yeah. Um, his family going to go over and obviously meet the new bubs and so forth. Yes, the AB, uh, Baseball Australia should be doing everything they can, but reality is that these guys have lives, and if they make a choice, they don't. Baseball Australia doesn't have the resources to entice them out here. It's got to be 
for love of the game that these guys are going to come. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying Travis doesn't have that, but he has other priorities now. And that's, and Baseball Australia can't do anything about that. And I'll just, I'll just be a, a fly in the ointment with this. So Pete Moylan's coming for the love of the game and not. He's coming home anyway. And uh, Mike Walker. Yeah, is, for, for absolutely. Love it. Look, there is a thing called the World Baseball Classic, and that's why a lot of these people are, are back floating around. And it's an interesting thing. And, you know, you could upset a lot of people by going down this, this slippery slope, but it's amazing you, to you, see. You talk. I'll do it. It's, it's amazing <laughs> to see these names come back out because there's a thing called the World Baseball Classic. I yeah. had, had a chat with Richard Thompson uh, many years ago, and he said the base, World Baseball Classic was the most amazing experience equal to being a big leaguer. He yeah. said it was just unbelievable. So I understand why they want to do it. Absolutely. But we've got, our development's out the, out the window if we're going to let 35-year-old guys walk back in after not playing, not contributing, and just walk up to that team. I hope that they take a lot of the guys that won in honkball because those guys have been battling away, proven themselves, and came together as a team and played well as a team. Yeah. They weren't a bunch of individuals. Now, all these guys are great and they've had good careers and they're good blokes, but... We're trying to grow our game, and it's going the wrong way at the moment. Then what, for both of you, marks a successful season for the ABL next year? I know that's a question without notice, but for me, I look at first year in Baseball Australia ownership. We need to get as many names back in as possible. I understand the point of reference to you. Don't just want guys thinking, oh, I can walk back into the ABL for a year, and they're going to give me a a green and gold cap when I get back. There are a number of guys that do exactly think that. And exactly right, and I, I understand that. And I understand why they would think that and why Baseball Australia would be looking to go down that avenue because you've got guys who have already proven themselves at that top level, even if they don't have career-best stuff. But for me, for the ABL to be a success this year, there needs to be a balance between that and looking after our own players, not focusing on, oh, let's have 5,000 imports per team. Seven per team. Sorry. There'll be, there's going to be 11 in Canberra uh, imports. Um it it sort of depends on a lot as far as I'm concerned. Personally, I uh, I'm. It's been known for a long time that we tried an ABL back in the '90s, lasted ten years and collapsed. Then, in between that ten year period before this next ABL started, okay. The and the story MLB is involved now. This is great. If MLB pulls out. The game is done. MLB have pulled out. I think right now they're treading water, mm. and I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go from here. Uh, why? There's a lot of questions we can ask, but we get these seven players per team. Yeah. Why aren't any of them a, a name? Why? If we're trying to do it, why aren't we getting bigger names? Are we not like they got lots of them go down and win the ball in the Caribbean and everything? Let's get a top 10 prospect out of it. We've had a couple, don't get me wrong, but yeah. if we, like, we're in the worst position we've been in now for this ABL, and this is, this is when we need the guys. Yes, we need Moylan and Blackley, absolutely, but if we, where's a big name? Tim Tebow, maybe. No, <laughs> Tim, that, that was an interesting one. The Tebow did garnish a little, little bit of um, momentum there for a while. As soon as the rumour came out about Tebow going to baseball, Pete Moylan was onto it straight yeah, away. He tweeted social, him. Social media started clicking alive. away. Um, t- Tim Tebow, but to answer your question, I think you need a more credential baseballer. Not, Correct. Not sort of the carnival act yep. that I think Tim Tebow would Absolutely. would become. Well, I've got a few thoughts on the whole Tebow situation as well as getting marquee players to the league. Yep. I'll start with Tebow because it's come up. 
what Tim Tebow would do is he would increase crowds because people would see teams promoting former NFL quarterback Tim Tebow. People would go and see him play baseball. Mm-hmm. NFL people would go and see him play baseball, probably to you know, have a bit of a laugh, but <laughs> they'd still go, they'd still pay for their tickets. That's still money into the Baseball Australia coffers. Do I think it's the best option to go down? No, probably not. We talk about a big names. This was suggested on Twitter about a year and a half ago with, I can't even remember who the name was at the time, but... The likes of Ichiro Suzuki, David Ortiz. Why Manny, don't Manny Ramirez's name was tossed? Yes, up. he was. Playing, I think that, he was playing in Asia at the time. I think yes. that might have been who it was. But one suggestion I've seen for the likes of Ichiro or Ortiz is have don't have them sign with a club. Have them sign with Baseball Australia, and they spend time a series as an ambassador. As, as an ambassador, but they also go around and play a series for each team. I don't know how that would work logistically, but I do find it fascinating. We were talking before, should David Ortiz retire? Well, he's going to. Yeah. What's to stop him from playing in Australia for a summer? He certainly doesn't need the money. Well, unfortunately, once you get to that level, you can command all sorts of monies. Mm. Manny Ramirez was after 40000 a month. Yep, and... That's not going to happen, Unfortunately, obviously. Unfortunately, we don't get the ticket sales to generate $40,000 no, a month. When I was in the Philippines, there was an, a vicious rumour that Jeter had signed with the Adelaide bike. Yeah. Uh, like, absolute vicious. We had, what, I had what 17... Day, what day did it come I out? Four, it, was, yeah. it came out April 1st. Yeah. Though, didn't I, had four, I had 14 17-year-olds absolutely screaming like little girls thinking that they were going to see Jeter play for, for Adelaide yeah. and wondering why he didn't come to play for Melbourne. The, the photo that they uh, did put up that's was... Been doing, that's been doing the rounds for a few years. Yeah, that one, it's, it's an oldie but a goodie. Six or seven years ago, they got Jeter to actually just hang on to a uniform top and it, uh, it raises its ugly head. First of April, just about... Every, every year, year. It, it was fantastic. God, it was funny. But you mentioned uh, seven seven imports per team, and and there's um, a website that is you can follow the signings for this upcoming ABL season. I'll run through the signings that they have right now for the Adelaide Bite. Angus Roger is there with the Bite. Steve Chambers and Stephen Welsh, Brisbane Bandits. Uh, nobody. Canberra Cavalry. Uh, nobody. <laughs> Melbourne Aces. Have Brad Harmon, Daryl George, Pete Moylan, and of course Mike Walker. We've just touched on who's been in Australia in his entire life for a total of three days. Has retired, but has already announced that he's coming out of retirement because he wants to play in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, signings for the Perth Heat, uh, nobody, and signings for the Sydney Blue Sox, uh, nobody. So it's going to be a busy year, is what you're telling us. Yeah. Now. It need, we want it has to be. We want it to be successful. Jeebel coming not, on board yeah, as the manager not, of the Aces. We want this to be good. Absolutely, but we there's do. just so many questions. Jeebel coming on board as manager of the Aces will attract names. Names like DSM Miguel's been tossed around. There are a number of guys that do want to play in front of the Australian manager, just for that reason. That he's the Australian manager yeah. and the WBCs. Wasn't. Wasn't D. San Miguel being tossed around as a potential Aces manager for a long time this yeah, offseason? Absolutely. And he does have aspirations to coach and slash manage uh, post playing career, but he still is playing. Played it, uh, made it as high as AAA with the Kansas City Royals this year. Spent most of the season with the uh, Naturals. Uh, yeah, Northwest double, Arkansas, I believe. Yeah, AA level. Move up to Omaha for a short time, but. Um, I have I have um, some people that have spoken to him firsthand, and and the reports that I'm hearing is that no, he probably won't leave Perth. Um, but if he desperately, desperately thinks that his chances of playing WBC, the World Baseball Classic, 
in March of 2017. If he thinks they'll be enhanced by coming here and playing under Diebel, um, he, he might make that move. But as I say, from what I've heard, the reports are that he's got it He's got it pretty much made in Perth, and he's comfortable there. Fredo, I have a question for you as a player and championship winner from the first ABL. We talked briefly about imports. The import rule in the first ABL was four. Four. Now, from your playing experience, did it help to have a lower number of imports and a higher number of locals playing? Uh, Good question, and... My uh, my opinions have changed a bit over the journey. Doing stuff like this gives me a very warped way of looking at things. Yep. Back in that ABL, we had four imports that allowed fat third baseman with bad knees a game. Yeah. It, it, this time round, I should never get a game. No. I, I was lucky enough to get a game. I was in charge of social activities back in the day. <laughs> Um, that, and that was the only social events coordinator. <laughs> That's an only, important role in any organisation. So the only reason I got a game was because they needed something to do afterwards. <laughs> the the point is that this time around, players like myself should not be selected to play in this league because if we're trying to promote, and I'm really whacking myself here, but if we're trying to promote uh, the healthy healthy lifestyle, sports, being involved, being active. It's a great game. It's high Im- high impact, a lot of excitement. All that. You don't want fat guys that can't run out there clogging up your base paths. So the point is um, seven for most teams and 11 for Canberra. I think, I think the number is a little bit over the top. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking by saying that, but seven is a good number. But at the end of the day, we need player standard for the locals to be up to par. Now, I'm going to throw a name at you here. It'd be a name that many involved in Victorian baseball circles would know, many old ABL fans would know. Does having more imports stop the potential for another sort of Ricky Johnson story, who was the youngest ever player to make his debut in the ABL, think he debuted when he was in grade 10 at 15 and a half. Wouldn't that be something if we could see that this time around? Willow probably knows more about Ricky Johnson than most, being former teammates and and at the same club. And just personally, before Willow takes over here, one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. Phenomenal athlete. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, now running around playing footy and carving up and winning league MVPs yeah. in, in very good standard was footy. Was he captain of Dramana there he's for captain, a while? He's captain coach of Dramana. He was captain coach at Langwarren. I think he's now back at Dramana. Yeah. He's going along beautifully. He's an absolute, It was a, unbelievable at 15. He was throwing 94 from the left side. We just don't have a lot of those guys now. And the guys that we do, McGrath, Thorpe, they're so involved. They're already associated to major league clubs so they're yeah. restricted or they've unfortunately those two guys have had their injuries and stuff but it'd be great to see Thorpe back here throwing getting ready for the classic no actually getting ready for his minor league season so he can be a, the next major league player out yeah, of Australia sure. is what we want but I don't think we'll see we, there's 15 year olds playing there but is but and they're none of they're not the standout that they were that we had with Ricky well <laughs> the under 15 world cup has just been on and that's been that was pretty successful but is there someone from our under-15 ranks who could potentially make that jump in the next two to three years? Uh, there, there'll always be a kid who really will burst out of the blocks from the... See, the age group's interesting. From 15 to 17, kid, uh, young males can really develop a lot. 
Ricky was one out of the box. He signed for a million bucks or whatever it was, $700,000. He signed for a lot of money because they knew he was one out of the box. Mm. Um, I'll just touch on one of the best moments I had back at Bomb Beach was Ricky came to me one day, right it was right towards, this was just before I got sacked at Bomb Beach. <laughs> I'll just toss that in. But one of the best moments I had, he actually came to me and wanted to pitch. Yeah. The th- before I got to Bomb Beach, he was done with baseball, done with pitching, had really had a gut full of it because all he ever did was in minors was pitch, 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 and he was jack of it. Go there three years at Bomb Beach. We had a little bit of success, but he came to me one day towards uh, towards the end and wanted to pitch again. And I don't know if you remember, you were probably not at the club. I think you were gone at that stage. But he came back and pitched a couple of games and loved it. Mm. Was back on the hill throwing breaker balls. Just a, a, a you know. No, I was I looked, there. I was there. He um, I, I remember it because he actually changed his mechanics vividly because his arm actually was a bit shot from not throwing for so long. Yeah. Um, and he went to a shorter arm from what he was. That's he right. was a bit longer armed. Yeah. And he only pitched out of the set. But reinvented himself because he wanted to, because he missed it, which was just fantastic. Was, that, that's what I mean. That to me is a good thing mm. rather than him hating, 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 hating. He was happy to stand in right field and just crush baseballs. He actually wanted to get back on the hill and pitch again, which I thought was a great thing. Back to your point, X. In, uh, um, from what I saw of the under-15 team, nah, there's nobody in that team that's going to jump out of the blocks, but there's always going to be somebody that will surprise you. So there may be a young kid that might come along and play some games, mm. but all in all, that the under-15 team that was at um, in Japan there at Iwaki for the World Championships, to me personally, I was a little bit disappointed. I thought they were a long way off the mark. And uh, Cuba ended up winning that tournament, beat Japan in the final. US won bronze. Um, I think that age group's too young for, for them to be... They, we may see some of them next year yeah. if, if we can have the ABL survive. But that, that's, that's, they're probably next year. More so under-17s is where we might see a few of these kids, hopefully. Yeah. And, um, and now with the Mariners, there's a couple in there that I would love to see take that leap into uh, prof- semi-professional baseball and see, what, see if they can mix it. They play senior baseball already. Yeah. They play against a lot of these guys that are going to play, the Harmons, the Davies, those guys that are playing ABL. Yeah. So they're going to play against them. No Davies yet. Daryl George has signed. Sorry. Brad Harmon has signed, but Josh Davies is, is, is in negotiations. So, they, so these kids play against them now. So let's see. Let's If we we want to grow it, we need to get big names. We need to get young kids. We need a mix. And if, the way, if we can be successful at the Classic, even better. But let's get our game going better. Yes. Just on the Mariners, obviously, since the last time we were on air, you've gone off to Maine, you had a fantastic run, I think probably more than anyone expected. Where do you rank that in your baseball career? Uh, that's, it's hard to compare coaching and playing, obviously, but that's, that, was the most, that was the wildest ride I've ever been on. Um, I was fortunate enough to win a championship with the Oram Owls in my second year in minor leagues. Um, that was an amazing ride to go through. We had Tom Kochman as our manager, the most um, capped manager in minor league history. Great ride to be on. This was just to be a coach to lead, to help lead those kids through that journey, to be a part of it and get there, the fanfare. I mean, it was a, it's a big deal. You didn't make, there was a thing called the Olympics on at the time, so we didn't get a lot of coverage back here. <laughs> but it was a huge thing over there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's right up there in everything I've done, but you can't compare it to playing. Simple, just split your playing career 100%. and, and post playing career, and it's easy I never, to do. I, It'll be one of the highlights. I thought I was, you know, I was very lucky to play for Australia. 
I never thought I'd coach in an Australian jersey. Now, it's obviously to, we were representing Australia. We weren't Team Australia. Yeah. But I never thought I'd wear the green and gold yeah. as a coach ever. And so purely based on that, I mean, it was just a phenomenal ride. Yeah, there I was thinking that the championship at Bomb Beach really rated. Well, <laughs> look. didn't mention it once. It's, it's Not a, once. It's a tough scale. <laughs> um, look, you mentioned the Olympics and, and baseball softball is, is back in for 2020. Six teams at this point, which means it's going to be very tough for Team Australia to, to get tough. a gig. Currently ranked 13. Uh, we're a couple of points behind Panama, I think it is. This 23s can sort something out. Um, I haven't gone through all of the actual teams, but, yeah, we're sitting behind Panama. Currently at 13, you need to get to top six. That's sort of an area that's not being discussed too much. When it comes to the Olympics, mm. there's only six spots available for baseball and six spots available for softball. And just an interesting side note on that, WBC, there's sort of, there were some whispers about trying to get women's baseball into the Olympics. We'll leave that for now because it's going to take 50 years before that's ever going to happen. But uh, there was some chats there. They, but for the, they're trying to expand baseball to eight teams as quickly as possible. Uh, but we're ranked 13. They're still outside top six, top eight. Even if they do expand to eight teams, you're going to see the same problem that we see with teams ranked sixth, seventh, and eighth. Instead of being ranked, uh, sorry, seventh, eighth, and ninth, instead of being seventh, eighth, and ninth, it'll be ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Those teams that just miss out will feel they have a legitimate claim. Expand it as much as you want. That's always going to be a problem in any field size. Absolutely, always going to be a problem. So where where Australia ends up fitting into that, they're going to keep telling you that the Olympics is a wonderful thing and look at us go. But you know we're a long way off getting into that actual tournament. But just we're just digressing now to um, we have reached and we just did touch on WBC, World Baseball Classic, in March of next year. There is a qualifying series for the final spot underway right now. Um, and I believe Israel's placed themselves nicely. They're already in the final. Israel are through to the final. So they will play. So... Israel beat Brazil today to make it through to the final. This is in Brooklyn, New York. In Brooklyn, New York. Qualifying series is being held, yep. So Brazil go through to the semi-final. Brazil play the winner of Great Britain and Pakistan. Yep. The winner of that game plays Israel. Yep. The winner of that game goes through to the Classic next year. And they will be in a group with South Korea, Chinese, Taipei and the Netherlands. Yep. Uh, Australia drawn in a very tough pool, Japan, China and Cuba. Yep. USA, Canada, Colombia, and the Dominican Republic in another pool, and Mexico, Italy, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela. There T- are tough tournament. No easy way. groups at all. No easy ones there. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where, where this other qualifying series lands. Of course, as you said, Israel already in. Um, but you mentioned Pakistan there. Pakistan, the women's team, was an interesting uh, experiment in baseball over there watching... The first out, that was the first time they'd ever played in the World Championships in history, in Pakistan history. The first out they made, they got the lead-off hitter out they were in the field defensively. The first uh, first fly ball went out to right field, and the girl out there took the catch. They threw everything. They threw their hats, their gloves, and ran around like madmen for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They did it for the whole game. Every time they got somebody out, <laughs> they threw their gloves and their hats in the air and ran around like madmen. Had a 10-minute delay in between every out. Two points on that. One, it was wonderful to see that and just the enjoyment of sport for sport's sake go viral. But I've got, I've got to say... I've got a tear now, in my eye at now, the time. Now, part, part, one thing that intrigued me about that was uh, the bloke calling that out 
Yeah, I, friend of the show, obviously. Freddie, you did a fantastic job. Thanks. I thought, as a call, that was a fantastic way to call that first out. Well, I, I, it, it was reactive. The, I, I have a couple of chats with the guy over there. Oscar Lopez is his name. He's the um, sort of media guy over there. And he was trying to, he was trying to script me into some of the calls. Early, earlier, I worked with him at the 15s as well and back uh, Prem 12 last year. But we were trying to, trying to be slightly scripted with some things and I, and I sort of kept saying, I, I'm not the sort of caller I'm a, It's an organic sort of thing. Something will pop out of my mouth that you can take. And, and I did. I just sort of react at the time. I mean, the, there was Vacuum Stevenson. She was playing third base. He took that and ran with it. There was all sorts of... There was just little <laughs> snippets... It was because she fielded everything, Brendan. <laughs> I just, just <laughs> slipped that in there. That was beautiful. I thought, yeah, yeah. And exactly right, though. It just pops out. rolls off your tongue. It just rolls out. It's organic. So once, it, once I sort of explained to him how it works, he would just listen to the calls and take little snippets and bits and pieces and, and use them in the, in the tweets uh, for WBSC. And, you know, it's the only way to do it. I, I just don't feel it's the kind of game to be scripted. At a, it was a 44-game schedule in the women's. How many were won by the Mercy Rule? Oh, 32? 23. Oh, I got the numbers right. At least just in the wrong order. <laughs> just in the wrong order. But I'll have half a point for that, you, thanks. You know, there was a little bit of try and get excited about it. Try and get yeah. excited. When a team's up 10 nothing in the first. Real difficult to be excited about that. Routine now, ground ball to third base. I want to play! Uh, now... We're, talk- well. we're talking broadcasters at the moment. I, I do just want to make a quick leap. Vince Scully ending his 60-year career with the Dodgers this <laughs> as, year. As a slight backhander on the way. Hey, 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 hey. Quick leap because Fritter you're both... and Vince Scully. Quick leap because you're what? both... But quick... What was it? I'm just going to take a giant leap. No, no, I said quick, not giant, because I, I do think... Now, nice tinfoil. Yeah, thanks, mate. Anyway. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good on me. Uh, now, Scully's ending his sixty-year career with the Dodgers this week. Sixty-seven years. Sorry, career. sixty-seven. Years. There's a lot that could be said. Yes. There's a lot that's already been said. Yeah. In a sentence, what legacy is he going to leave? Oh, I feel. I feel for it's similar. I'll use the analogy of uh, Matthew Knight's taking over from Kevin Sheedy. Oh. Lo- big leap. Uh, I know. Right. <laughs> but but Matthew Knight's was on a hiding to nothing. He was. Who, whoever comes in and yeah. takes that seat over next year for Vin Scully... Is not Vin Scully. For the next 20 years, people are going to go, there's no, there's no Vin Scully. Yep. And they'll, put, they'll have to put two in. They can't, they can't just yeah. replace him with one. There's never going to be maybe, a one-man band again like Vin Scully. As you say, if you get two really good blokes and add them together, you might get close to three-quarters of what Scully was. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, At a stretch. It will be interesting to see how they fill that void. But just, I mean, unbelievable career and, and, you know, what a call. Interesting he's not doing the playoffs. He's done. Yeah. I think it's his last home series maybe this weekend. weekend, And then he finishes up next weekend when the Dodgers visit San Fran. Now, I saw something interesting pop up on social media yesterday, which was where he was calling two games at once. He at one point in two separate games... Oh, that's interesting. He at one point in two separate games... At the exact same point of the game, used the exact same words in his broadcast. Really? Yes. And it fit? And it fit perfectly. Where's the audio, X? Yeah, Come let's on. Go. Uh, sorry. Uh, let's get it for we next ran out, Unfortunately, we ran out of time for that. But See if look, you can get it for next week. We will. So, yes. Yeah, definitely. And we'll get that up on SCN America social media throughout the week as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, just some of the notable things, of course, that Vin has done. 67-year career. How do you... How do you put it all into just this two-minute chat that we're we're having here? But he called, of course, Hank Aaron's 715th home run. Amazing. Sandy Koufax p- 
perfect game. That 86, 1986 Mets game, game six, he was on the call for that. You mean the game that never happened, right? <laughs> Still, no, sorry. Don't remember it. Don't remember? No, no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh, and also that the memorable one with Kirk Gibson walking up with the Dodgers. The, the interesting part about that is he, when he first mentioned, he said something, words to the effect of, and look who's coming to bat. Kirk Gibson started hobbling out of the dugout. He never said anything for the next 90 seconds. Now, when it comes to broadcasting, 90 seconds is a long time. And he didn't say a word for 90 seconds. He spoke a little bit when Gibson was actually at bat facing the... Um, who's the sidearm he used to be with the A's, Eckersley. Yes. Eckersley, the pitcher. And he spoke briefly there for a couple of pitches. When Gibson actually swung the bat, he never spoke for a minute 40. And Just let the crowd... Unbelievable. And it was running around the bases, punching. And, and that's the mark of a fantastic broadcaster, someone who knows when not to talk. Yes, Absolutely. It's a skill. It's an absolute skill to know when not to talk. Unbelievable yeah. skill to have. I yeah. definitely don't have it. <laughs> either the fritter. Me either, mate. I just keep keep rattling on and away you go. But, um, yeah, amazing career there, Vince Scully. Look, I think we're just about done here. Um, you know, good show back. We're, we're, we're going to finish off the rest of the season. Got the uh, next week or two of regular season. Then, of course, a division series, league championship series, and then, of course, World Series after that. But we've only just touched on a few things that have happened just during the break. Uh, but over the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll try and catch right up to where we're at. But thanks for your time today, X. Very good, mate. Thank you very much. Willow, good on you, mate. Uh, You've, uh, pleasure to be back. Ga- you're a gamer, mate. Well done. You're looking better as we go. <laughs> the um, colour's coming back into my face. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. You've been listening to SEN Baseball. Thanks for listening to the SEN MLB podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.